This one I will record lying down. That is the soft sound of the rain outside as it's uh, been falling just about, well, since 3 o'clock this afternoon. No Murph today. Taobao shopping. Let's read it again in Flanders Fields. I was going to talk about Ukrainian literature, but honestly, I didn't have a chance to look at it. And that article I was talking about, Why U.S. American Power Endures. Some thoughts on it. Folks, it is Friday, November 11th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. Uh, and in case uh, you don't get to see the video of this, because, I mean, I haven't posted some of them uh, recently, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of thinking maybe as being too formal in my produc uh, production efforts, uh, you know, with since I have an iPad now, you know, cameras are sort of portable, uh, and this is sort of like an audio digest, a little bit more, um, I guess, uh, what, what would you say, flexible, um, malleable, not so rigid, right? Thought I'd record this one lying down, kind of like how I used to when I was just recording uh, strictly audio rather than video as well. Now, I've since stopped live broadcasting this thing because my connection is garbage. And I am looking to fix that because I am thinking about setting up another assisted connection device that will be direct and static. That way it won't uh, try to jump around during the, uh, uh, the transmission broadcast and then eventually get down, right? So with all that, I mean, right now I'm not uh, uploading them live, but uh, I am trying to upload them as I go. Now, Friday already, November 11th, lest we forget, it is Remembrance Day in the West and Singles Day here in China, which is basically tantamount to it being a shopping day. Uh, I mentioned this, I was talking about this yesterday, the uh, shopping festival that is uh, Double Eleven, uh, although I've been doing all of my shopping on Jingdong, which is the rival to Taobao. So uh, Jingdong is owned by uh, uh, WeChat, uh, but uh, Taobao is owned by Alipay. Um, now, Taobao, I've always sort of had a suspicion that a lot of stuff is actually fake on there, whereas on Jingdong, there seems to be a little bit more effort on keeping things real uh, for, I, I, I don't know, just I get that sense that things on Jingdong are, are a little bit more authentic rather than uh, the risk of being fake on Taobao. I uh, did do a little bit of shopping today, did purchase some things. I know yesterday I was talking about how... There's like a lack of money supply going around among the people to buy anything to support the consumerist target of the, the country. Uh, but uh, the sales are still happening. Uh, people are buying stuff. No one's really talking about it. So, I mean, how much can I say about it? Uh, maybe I'm wrong in doing any sort of shopping, right? Uh, uh, not sure. Uh, no Murph today. Now, this might have a... Uh, on, typically on Fridays, I do this thing called the Murph. And for those of you who haven't heard of this, I've gone on about this before. It's a type of CrossFit workout wherein you run a mile, you do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and 300 air squats, and then you run another mile. Now, I've never done the full Murph because I can't. Uh, I, I'm training to get to that point. Uh, and... Typically, a, a, a normal Murph uh, competition would have you also wearing a 20-pound vest if you're a guy or a 15-pound vest or 10-pound vest if you're a girl. 
I don't do that. I used to run with a, a weighted vest, but now I've taken that off, opting instead to go for more pull-ups rather than weighted pull-ups. So, but I didn't get going this morning. I, I, even last night, I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this. Uh, you know, getting over food poisoning this uh, week sort of, it kind of derailed me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It, threw, it, it took me out Tuesday. It kind of threw me off on Wednesday. Yesterday, I was doing okay, and today... I guess part of it was that I went to bed without that sort of I look forward to it sort of challenge idea that once I get up, I'm going to go, 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 go. It might have also been that at four o'clock this morning, some woman was screaming, woke up the whole bloody neighborhood. I don't know what it was. It wasn't okay, the, the three or four floors uh, up and down from where I uh, from wherever that scream was happening. But I suspect it was the 15th floor. Uh, and because I, I don't know, I mean, I don't exactly know, uh, somewhere around that area. Uh, and I, I say 15th because that's where I heard voices earlier today when I was uh, doing some stair work. Uh, but uh, they they were, I don't know, it could be a rental. It could be uh, an old lady with dementia. It could be that she got the Taobao special. It could be that she had a nightmare. It could be that the dog died because that was whining last night. Uh, it could be, but, but uh, I did hear, so there was two voices, there was a woman's voice and a child's, a female child's voice, so I'm like, okay, maybe, uh, maybe she, maybe the husband was like, that's it, I'm done with this, uh, I'm just going to play video games all night, or other, uh, so I don't really know. Now, there were no sirens after, I didn't hear any thump outside, so that, that was a positive ind indication, there was no fighting uh, and there was no immediate elevator movement, right? So like, when this happens, you, you know, you're kind of groggy. You're kind of like, is this a dream or is this reality? And then it's all, shoot, it's reality. Damn it. Next thought is like, am I in, in, am I in danger, right? Am, am I being threatened? I go, well, it's not here. It's not near me. And right. So, and I don't hear anybody else screaming or causing a kerfuffle, so then how far away is it? What's the liability? What, like, what could happen from this? And basically it was like this lady screamed for five minutes or something. And then I don't know who said what, but she quietened down. And that was it. Someone either on my floor or another floor. And I don't know. I don't know which floor because with these apartments, when you slam a door on one floor, it reverberates through three or four, right? So, I mean, this lady could have actually been on floor 18, and I, I have no idea. Uh, but uh, that being the case, it's like, whether it was the voice or the... I, I know that after the voice disappeared, the uh, some door opened and moved, and I heard some... What seemed like to be talking into a phone. Uh, maybe it was, you know, the covert operatives going yep we got her i don't yep the taobao special worked or something i don't know but uh nothing seemed to come of it afterwards so uh but all that being said this was at four o'clock in the morning because i was like Ugh. the problem with waking up at that time is that i actually have this this fan right so it turns on and turns off before uh, after and before i wake up so after i go to sleep and before i wake up and the problem is if you wake up during the night and you hear this thing, it's almost like a time clock. It's like a timer where you're kind of like, um, 
when is it going to, is it close to shutting off? Did it shut off there? Did it shut off then? Did it, you know, or do, how long do I have before this thing shuts off? And you, you sort of sit there questioning how much longer, oh, it's going to, you know, it's going to shut off soon. So that means it's this time o'clock. And then like, as a result, I only have this much time to sleep. Well, so oh, what else could I do? Should I just get up? You know, so you start thinking. You start thinking, your mind works, and this is not not conducive to getting back to sleep. So what I do, got up and shut it off. That's what I did. It's my ear filter, and it does it does a beautiful job of keeping the uh, the apartment nice and uh, breathable throughout the uh, the evenings when the windows are shut and everything. And there's no movement in the apartment, uh, but uh, at the same time, it was very smoggy outside. So this is this sort of leads into another reason why why didn't I do my workout this morning? Was it this lady screaming? Uh, is it just the food poisoning from earlier in the week, or is it because there was you know was it heavy smog or heavy fog? Eh, it depends who you ask, I guess. Either way, decided to go for a nice leisurely stroll instead rather than forcing myself through a uh, Murph workout, I did manage to get a um, an afternoon workout in, so that was okay. Uh, I, did, I did a run and some uh, jumping, uh, rope jumping as well, uh, so that was good. Um, could be a deload week as well, you know, just uh, I, since I skipped Wednesday morning's workout, I'll skip this morning's workout as well, got the afternoon workouts, good enough. Tell about shopping, what are you guys buying? You guys get anything good? clothes, food, electronics. I started thinking actually of all the other things, like I was talking yesterday about all these electronics that I wanted to buy. I'm like, wait a minute, Stephen, maybe you should buy some stuff that you actually need. Like, you know, I don't know, uh, clothes washing detergent, uh, disinfectant. Uh, apparently you need cockroach uh, spray stuff because there seems to be more of those around all of a sudden. Uh, I know it's cold outside, so they got to go somewhere. But um, could nature please not be in my apartment in that manner? I have enough plants. I like the plants as nature. Cockroaches could do without, right? Uh, and so that's what I was kind of looking at a lot today was that the different deals that are available. Uh, I did manage to get a couple of the electronics that I was looking at. So you will hopefully hear that very soon. And there's also another reason why I'm kind of recording this one uh, this episode lying down because once I have my uh, latest addition to my setup, I'm thinking, hmm, I might not need to sit up for this anymore. I could do this lying down. This would be kind of nice. Basically, I was buying some vlogging uh, equipment, so like lights and microphones and stuff like that, just to make my life a little bit easier uh, so I can uh, be a little bit more flexible in my startup, my application of these sorts of episodes. Flanders Fields. So last year I did read this and I was kind of broken up over reading it because last year, um, especially after a couple of beers, um, I'd actually just found out at that time last year, uh, this time last year, that uh, several kids that I know have decided to join the Canadian Army. Now, if you're American, if, you, if you're in the United States, this is probably nothing new to you. But Canada doesn't have the same sort of filtration into the Canadian Armed Forces as the United States does. So when this happens, it's kind of it's kind of a big deal. Um, and I mean, even still, I'm not sure if the Canadian Armed Forces has the same rigorous training as the Special Forces. Of course, they're they're different. I understand this. Then Canada does have Special Forces as well. Um, but so that sort of 
you know, maybe a little bit more emotional. That This year, I want to try again. I'm going to read in Flanders Field again. So after today's episode, stay tuned. I will read it for you again uh, without the uh, the choppiness that uh, I presented last year. Uh, Ukrainian literature. So I came across this uh, Twitter feed, Twitter thread a couple days ago. November 9th, apparently, was uh, Ukrainian Literature Commemoration Day. Uh, and I was going through some of these PDFs. They had PDF links to everything. I was going, there's only maybe two that I was familiar with. Uh, there's Alexander uh, Dovzhenko. He's a film director, and I didn't realize he also uh, had short story writings. Uh, but then uh, Ivan Kotlyevsky, Kotlyevsky, Kotlyevsky. It's a tough name to pronounce. His Anida, uh, Anida. Um, depending on how you sort of want to read the the Slav- the Ukrainianness of it, uh, but um, he wrote this sort of it's a, his take. It's a Ukrainianization or a Slavicization of the type of story that the Aeneid, uh, Virgil's Aeneid is. So and that's why he borrows the title. But it's by no means like a a line by line copying sort of thing, right? Uh, so it's a little bit different than that. So that's the one I was trying to read when I was in Ukraine some many years ago. Uh, but I remember my students looking at this, going, "If you're trying to learn Ukrainian, that's not a book to read because it's old Ukrainian, being like a hundred, hundred twenty years old at this point." Um, even the um, you know Tarashevchenko, poet, national poet of Ukraine. His Ukrainian is technically old because he, he was writing a hundred years ago, or sorry, a little bit more. Um, and so the types of words that he would be using would be sort of archaic at this point. Poetic, uh, academic, literature, uh, literate sort of thing, uh, well-read, I guess. But you wouldn't have people writing like that these days. Now, I was going to go through these and try to pick out one or two to, to read, uh, but uh, I didn't have time to go through them. So um, I did retweet it. If you have a chance, you take a look at my Twitter feed. It's in there somewhere. Uh, but uh, if, you have, if you didn't get the PDFs, I can send them to you as well. So just let me know. Um, one article I did come across, uh, I mentioned this earlier in the week, and I said I was going to drop some notes. I did make a few notes, and it, it did spur some um, thinking, you know, because I mentioned earlier that this is one of the few articles, one of the few um, authors who seems to be pro-United States in a time when if you are from the United States, and if you're not, but especially if you're not from the especially if you are from the States, but if you're not from the United States, it's okay if you shit on the United States. It's all the better if you shit on the flag or like the constitution, or uh, the policies, or the idea of corporate, uh, corporate, corporations and stuff like that. Right? That's okay. That's good. I mean, that you are doing the rightful thing by shitting on this stuff. At least that's what it seems like. Well, this article, why American power uh, endures. Let me get the actual title of it, just so I'm not misquoting it here why american power endures the u.s-led order isn't in decline by g john inkenberry now you can do your research on who this guy is exactly let me just take a look at the end of the article uh he is the albert g milbank professor of politics and international affairs at princeton university and global eminence scholar at kyung hee 
University. He's the author of A World's, uh, World Safe for Democracy, Liberal Internationalism, and the Crises of Global Order. Um, so and he works in Korea. Wow, interesting. Uh, so that does give him some perspective of, you know, East versus West as well. But uh, the it, his last sentence, other powers may be rising, but the world cannot afford the end of the American era. The, again, this is one article that is so out of place in the current rhetoric, the current scathing uh, vitriol against the United States, its politics, and, and even, again, with, uh, like, Joe Rogan had a couple um, guests on, they were saying that these politicians are just, they're complete idiots, I'm going, when have you ever met someone saying that their they're pol- they're elected state people, whatever, are actually decent people, or someone they can be trusted, right, it's only in history, it's only in retrospect that ever happens, okay, so this article, a few points, number one, why the U.S., power endures. It, it is resilient. It sort of molds itself to the situation. It doesn't succumb to any one problem. And that's because a large part of it is made up of immigrants or other people that have stakes in its continuance. So I mentioned this before about the New York Stock Exchange. And this is sort of like, you know, you can... Point to Washington, like the United States politics as one thing, democracy, yeah, 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 whatever. It's I'm not even sure it's a democracy to tell you the truth. I think it's the the free market capitalization, the ability to go to New York, set up a company or a shell or whatever you want to call it, and get and raise money and f- get funding from investors from around the world. Now, a lot of people like to shit on the stock exchange and say, it's all, it's corrupt, it's this and that. A lot of them actually don't know how to trade stocks on their own. Like, if you gave them a trading account, they would have no idea how to buy and sell anything or what it even means, right? That being aside. Now, the fact that you can go to New York and do this, the fact that you can go to Los Angeles and become a star, a celebrity. It doesn't, with an accent, no accent, black, white. Yes, there's racism in Hollywood, of course, but you can make it happen in the United States, Los Angeles, New York. Pick it up. Where else could you do that? That sort of flexibility to raise that amount of capital to be on the big screen and talked about around the world. Um, I don't know any other country that produces that sort of, that that output. doesn't happen. So, other people have a stake in it. And this article talks about uh, how, it's kind of like, um, what is it? The Gangs of New York. How it talks about that movie sort of portrays the the uh, the beginnings of New York as we know it. Uh, it's a, a sort of modern New York in the 18-somethings or whatever it is. I can't remember the exact dates. Uh, but uh, the idea that, you know, there's the Italians, there's the Jews, there's uh, there uh, I mean, there's Hungarians, there's people all over the place coming and descending upon this one place, uh, and they're all tra- sort of vying for, maybe not, they're not even vying for preeminence or dominance, but there is some of that, of course, but they're all trying to vie for a better life, like they're, they're better than what it was that they left, right? So... Other people, and, and again, with the New York Stock Exchange, uh, you can raise money there, you can set up corporations, you can go to Los Angeles. 
it's it's welcoming to anybody and everybody who wants to have a go at it, right? So there's other people who have a stake in seeing that system continue because there's nowhere else to go. Also, big, huge component of the United States' success and why it probably won't disappear anytime soon, they grew up in relative isolation from other conflicts. Okay, so yeah, Canada might not be able to stake uh, a global dominant role anytime soon because, you know, the United States won't let it. And we are, like, Canada is integrated with the United States defense system, of course. Uh, or is it the United States is integrated in the Canadian defense system? Hmm. Anyway, the point is, it's oceans apart from other places. Pacific, Atlantic, it's separate. United Kingdom, England, Britain could not have become the empire it is or was if it was attached to the mainland of the European continent, continental Europe, right? He talks about this and, you know, one of the things that enabled Britain to set up its, its, uh, its reach is the fact that it was so separate from the, uh, the continental European power struggles, which culminated in World War II, but it was separate from it where it didn't have to sort of deal with a lot of that on the day-to-day basis, which gave it the breathing room it needed to develop on its own. Likewise, I mean, people are talking about China, people are talking about Russia, people are talking about even Japan. I mean, creating powers. I mean, they, they exist in, if it's not power vacuums or potential power vacuums, it is areas that are hotly contested and it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. So the United States, North America, has been separated, cut off, cordoned off from, not cordoned off, it's been, it's, it is separate, removed from the regional uh, power imbalances that exist on other continents. Now, you could argue the United States' future is that of Europe being fractured as a one continent could be fractured by the state's system, by rival militaries, you know, it could be geographical boundaries, who knows, a good thought experiment that you can play out, it's not happening now. Finally, the United States system allows for failure. I don't think we need to look very far, especially given my current host country, um, and, you know, others that are poking uh, sticks at other neighboring countries, uh, what other country sort of tolerates failure? Like, if you, if you mess up, where else could you sort of either rebound and not lose complete face and go, yeah, I, yeah, whoa, wow, we messed up. And, but it, and, and not just kind of sweep that under the rug. Or, you know, otherwise... Being, you know, you screwed up and you are eliminated from the contention of ever being a public face again. I mean, but either way, the United States system allows for this to happen. And not only that, it capitalizes capitalizes on it. You can make money on someone else's failure. This is what we call a put, a put option in in, in the stock market. So if a stock is falling, you buy what's called uh, a put and it's like downward insurance, so the stock falls through that strike price, and the put value goes up as the stock 
or ETF or whatever goes down. It's the same as shorting a stock, except with the put, there's a contract, there's an end date, there's only a certain amount of premium that you pay, whereas with shorting a stock, you're actually borrowing that stock at a lower price, paying the, or you're borrowing at a higher price, and then you're going to pay for it at the lower price, uh, and you're, you're winning on the difference sort of thing. So that is, shorting a stock, you're doing a margin, whereas puts you can do in cash accounts typically. So that, you can do that in the United States. China doesn't have an options market available to foreigners. Okay, Russia doesn't. Oh, sure, they have futures markets. Sure, they have options. You know, these sorts of contracts. But if you're a foreigner, can you walk into any foreign bank, any bank, set up an account, and start trading? No. Could you do it in New York? Chances are someone's going to take your money. Not only that, they'll give you leverage on that money. (laughs) Oh, America, you guys, you guys just be cray. All right, folks. So there, this uh, Why U.S. American Power Endures uh, by, uh, let me just get this name once again, uh, G. John Inkenberry. Uh, this is in the November-December issue of Foreign Affairs. I thought it was a good listen. Again, I, I, one of the reasons I subscribe to Foreign Affairs is because of uh, the ability to listen to MP3s uh, rather than read these articles, which it is a bit of a, a lengthy article. It's a 43-minute MP3, I think it is, uh, and it's a, a lengthy article to read. So anyway, you can search it out for yourself. I think you need a, a, a subscription to view it, but if you don't have one, let me know. I can uh, find the PDF, PDF for you. Other than that, folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Head on over to the weekend. Hope you guys are having a great one. Keep, uh, keep running out there keep shopping and enjoy your freedoms if you got them if you don't have them then i I would say fight for them but i'm not sure where this podcast is going so that might be awkward to say eat your broccoli go for a run stay healthy and keep optimistic i think that's so the most generic best advice i can give right and folks stay tuned in flanders fields i will read this once again thanks for listening folks have a great weekend we will talk again bye bye in flanders fields Written by Lieutenant Colonel John McRae. Read by Stephen Sersky. In Flanders Fields In Flanders Fields, the poppies blow, Between the crosses, row on row, That mark our place, and in the sky, The larks, still bravely singing, fly, Scarce heard among the guns below. We are the dead, short days ago, We lived, felt dawn, Saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe, to you from failing hands we throw. The torch, be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders' fields. In Flanders' fields, written by Lieutenant Colonel John McRae, read by Stephen Sersky.